Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first podcast of 2024. This is Charting Change in Legal. I'm Caroline Hill, Editor-in-Chief of Legal IT Insider, and I'm here with Ari Kaplan. Ari Kaplan! Hi, everyone. I am Ari, an analyst that covers the legal industry, and I look forward to this series in 2024. Happy New Year. What are you looking forward to this year? I'm feeling really energized. So uh, I think last year was exhausting not not to be too negative not to start on a negative i think that it was one of the first years that we kind of got back to normal in inverted commas after the pandemic i think we saw everyone more and i think it was a fantastic year from that perspective to get out and properly be free from the coronavirus years um but i think it was kind of kind of exhausting and i think um i've come back to 2024 feeling really energized um and uh yeah i think there's a lot to look forward to i'm i'm looking forward to getting you know lots of meetings and conferences um but also to thinking about how to do things sensibly and better than last year i know you're always really good about this you think about things you're one of my inspirations in terms of really thinking about things systematically and i know I take a lot from you in terms of your consistency. And I think people listening in, you know, in terms of their own businesses will maybe be able to relate to some of those things that perhaps some of the froth and excitement of last year, which was really good. Maybe we could just start thinking, right, okay, let's try not to be swayed too much by some of the froth and excitement. Let's think about, right, how do I do what I do and how can I do it better? Does that relate? Do you relate to that? No, absolutely. I think it's a, it's an interesting year for balancing uh, excitement with boring. Just back to practicality and the sort of chipping away at whatever it is you're trying to do. Don't try to boil the ocean, but really just try to one person at a time figure out how can we make incremental improvements. I mean, I'll tell you that I'm in the midst of interviewing corporate legal professionals and law firm leaders for my annual e-discovery unfiltered report. And every time I start with, what do you see as the trends? Everyone says, oh, you know, generative AI. It's a big trend. And then yesterday someone said, you know what? I'm going to avoid saying generative AI or any kind of AI because I'm assuming that's all anybody's telling you. And to be honest, I'm not so sure that 2024 is going to be the year of generative AI. This is what this person said. They said, I'm not so sure. I'm not sure if it's actually 2025 that will be the year of generative AI. And this is the year where we, this is the year of education or yeah. experimentation or just uh, proof of concept. And it was a really interesting contrast to what everyone else has been talking about you know the enthusiasm this individual sort of tempered it with an understanding that we're still dealing with budget constraints still dealing with staffing uh inconsistencies and certainly still dealing with a range of familiarity that range being no familiarity to very little familiarity as opposed to super advanced familiarity which almost yeah. nobody possesses in this area that's so interesting. I, I yeah, I think um I think that's right. I think things are going to some things will move slow and some things will move fast, right? Like I think that some and probably they're not going to be the things that we expect. I think 
this doesn't necessarily apply to the in-house market as much as, as to private practice where they're all Microsoft shops. I think that anything around the Microsoft area will start to move quite quick, quicker anyway. I think, you know, that it'd be really interesting to see what's going to happen with co-pilot like the legal sector is not the fastest adopter and, and it and it will probably be the case that it's just a fraction of firms that are adopting co-pilot really like the biggest ones probably um because of the requirements around user numbers and cost and all of that stuff I, but i do think that i think you're right i think that change is going to take longer still than you know i don't I, although i we're all blindsided i think in terms of like new entrants potentially looking at how they can take advantage of when things are happening slower that's going to be something to keep an eye on but um but yeah i think we're on microsoft you know i was having a chat with somebody yesterday around uh document management and redlining and all of the stuff that private practice do and and they were talking about how much of it can be done in copilot it's not as simple as that because <laughs> as vendors in this space will tell you there's been years of of work with law firms in terms of how this needs to the workflow and how it how it needs to fit all sorts of things but i just think it's going to be an interesting year for microsoft and copilot and that perspective you know in terms of that's if, if we're talking about gen ai that's the area that i'll be keeping an eye on and, and also some of the you know the research platforms like lexus had a big announcement around you know some of the stuff they're doing in the research space which will be interesting to keep an eye on there's going to be some really interesting stuff to keep an eye on but i don't know from a law firm or legal ops perspective, how fast it's going to move. And I think they, they may be wrong. I, I, I think you make a fantastic point because for any of the tools where it will be embedded or automatically applied like Copilot or BARD or in some, you know, any of these situations where you're using an application and it's just sort of built into it without you proactively turning something on, I think that will be the foundational area where people kind of develop a level of comfort, but it's, they're still not going to be as familiar with how it's actually operating. And yeah. maybe they don't all need to do that. Just like lawyers don't all need to learn how to code. Uh, there was that movement for a while, but uh, certainly the, the deeper understanding will take more time. And I, I think this is very consistent with your point at the very beginning, just about what the new year brings what it looks like. I mean, we're almost in the middle, not quite, of the month, which is right around the time where people who were very eagerly going to the gym for four days have stopped. And <laughs> I think that, you know, that that point is just like any of these things. So my philosophy is always just like chip away at this, whatever that looks like, a LinkedIn learning for 20 minutes, a conversation like this one but with a little bit more substance associated with the nuances of it you're you and i are, are very lucky and i often will step back and say wow this is amazing that this is my career right just you can call up the cio of a law firm or another leader in technology for a conversation or to meet for coffee in town like it's yeah. really a gift and in that conversation, you pull like incredible bits of knowledge. And I feel mm -hmm. like I am going to this year really try to lean into that and yes. be better about conveying what they've said so that 
if that's someone's sort of 1% better day that they, you know, learn something from that individual. I just, I just think that you and I have this great lucky kind of uh, opportunity to talk to folks that not everyone gets immediate access to. And so I want to try to be better about highlighting what they've said when appropriate. A lot of my work is anonymous Mm -hmm. like yours. So I can't necessarily identify that I've spoken to this person at this company, but I can certainly aggregate it better and, and kind of share it more broadly. I'm, 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 I couldn't agree more. And it's about, you know, it's about maintaining the headspace to do things in the right way rather than getting caught on the hamster wheel. So, so many times I'll start with these good intentions and then press releases will come flying in and then I'll just, oh, I've got to write this before the next person. So like this week I made sure every time I wrote something, I was like, right, I'm going to speak to the person. It sounds so obvious, right? So, but I'm like, it's so easy to get caught up in this competitive, much like with law firms, right? So it's a very analogous thing, you know, look, they want to be the first to do this. As a journalist, we want to be the first, you know, certainly in my particular area. And it's, and it's really important to do things properly. So like, there's um uh, not a Gen AI story, but this, it was interesting. There's um, Mishkon Dorea, really innovative law firm, um, they've bought this flexible resourcing um, firm company called uh, Flex Legal, and um, I spoke to Kevin Gold, the um, what's his title now, senior partner CEO. I should have looked that up. I wasn't thinking I was going to mention it, but anyway, he's he's been at Mishcon. He's led Mishcon extremely well for a really long time, um, and uh, I was asking him. I was like, I'm like, I've got questions. Why are you Why are you buying this company, and how are you going to manage it? You know how because they deal with flexible resourcing for loads of different law firms, and he's like, it's interesting as a broader point, because he's like, okay, we're no longer just about the law firm, right? He said, we're we're creating a broad range of companies within this operational holding company, which we don't, they're not captive. You know, we just understand that the demands of our clients are growing and they're varied and that they're not all answered by a law firm. So we're creating effectively like a consultancy of which the law firm is one part, right? And we're buying all these different businesses so that we can better service the needs of our clients. And I, I think that's another interesting thing it's very easy to get caught up in the minutiae um of of the tech you know but actually the bigger picture you know we need to be very focused on the bigger picture as well i think you know in terms of why a law firm's doing it what is it they're trying to achieve how does it help clients um and make sure that we don't lose sight of those things you know in terms of like when they're buying technology why they're buying it well how does it help how does it help the client <laughs> all those things it's really important to maintain that i think that perspective well, and also that's a sort of the next level of the captive ALSP trend that we started seeing a couple of years ago, where law firms would in would effectively develop a set of processes and teams that were slightly different from the practitioners at the firm as a way to compete almost with themselves, kind of like the, you know, I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Innovator's Dilemma by uh, Professor uh, Clay Christensen, but that's the whole point. How do you disrupt your own business in a way that allows you to thrive over the long term? And mm-hmm. the other the other point that you mentioned was instead of simply publishing a press release, taking the time to speak individually with someone, which gives you really two advantages. First, it creates an opportunity for you to just network and maybe who knows that firm ends up doing some kind of a project with you or you can make an introduction to one of your advertisers, right? There's a great business development component to that. But also it's harder for some technology, some very advanced AI 
to replicate the second part of that process. It's yeah. pretty easy for a piece of technology to draft up a press release, especially if there's a widespread amount of, of data out there. But it's not as easy for a machine to call somebody and in, insert meaningful commentary. And I think that is another principle that people will be thinking about this year. So if it isn't the year of generative AI, and I'm not suggesting that it isn't, I'm just suggesting that this yeah. person had mentioned that there's a possibility that it will not be, it is most certainly going to be the year of figuring out where we fit individually and organizationally. Where do we fit in this kind of AI-aided, empowered, controlling future? And that is something that will lead to many, many conversations. And for those of us who are not contemplating, well, what am I doing now? And is there a way that a machine can do that? Well, then I should do it better. I should rededicate myself to being better and more sophisticated and more advanced and just figure out how to do the work that we do in a way that is not easily replicated. And frankly, that's just going to increase competitive advantages for everyone, whether you're a corporation, a law firm, a solo practitioner, a journalist. I just think that that mindset shift is going to be exponentially more powerful than simply introducing a new tool that will take information and process it in a new way. Such a, yeah, such a good point. Actually, you know, it's in the same way as competition is good right? i think competition is really good it keeps you on your toes this is this is a different type of competition right and it does keep us on our toes the only thing i'd say just looking forward to this year you know in terms of how w people will have to keep on their toes and i think it's going to be really tricky is in terms of security when it comes to gen ai i think that it's going to present a lot more challenges i, I was talking um with somebody at the end of last year about deep fakes and we've seen lots of examples of people using um, gen ai to create things that are not real that appear you know people speaking that are not real um, and I was speaking to an IT director at the end of last year who's saying that culturally we need to get our heads around the fact that if you see a video of your managing partner telling you to do something, that you may not necessarily be looking at your managing partner. Right? This is something that we've not had to come across, had to deal with before. And I think that's a challenge. I think security is going to be, as always, it's every year it's top of top of the, the agenda in terms of people's list of priorities um and i do think that that's going to be something that they're going to have to really start thinking about even more importantly it seems this may be a generational problem so you and i are of a certain generation where we take security seriously we probably have very sophisticated passwords those passwords contain all kinds of characters and numbers and capital letters and lowercase letters the generation of, of, let's say, college students or high school students that have grown up in sort of a TikTok news-centric world where all of their information comes in 15-second sound bites and there's trust of almost everything, that I would imagine is going to be an even bigger challenge because it will require passwords that are better than 2580 or 1111 and that is more of a a cultural shift in terms of wait i need to trust but verify i thought you can it's on tiktok isn't it trustworthy it's available my the the person is right there on the screen i'm listening to their voice which i should question that and mm -hmm. you know as as the generations start to change and as 
uh, more junior professionals start taking increasingly you know, just just assume increasing levels of responsibility and you are definitely seeing this shift in legal where a paralegal in a junior role is now being asked to also assume responsibility for legal operations or knowledge management or some type of innovation which is what we've always done when i was a junior associate and we need to needed to select a case management software platform years and years ago for a case we were working on i was an influential part of that committee because the the, the more senior people didn't have time it wasn't really a valuable use of their time and i was going to be in the thick of that every day and you're seeing that same thing except those individuals have not necessarily grown up with the sort of security centric mindset that we have and even we could be fooled so I, I just I wonder what firms will do in terms of training. And then you can add in the fact that firms and even corporations are still not together all the time. But there's still a, a, a very robust hybrid work environment. And mm. that similarly will dilute some of that that training and expertise and, and understanding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean. Yeah, the, the, so it's interesting. I published something this week, yes, yesterday actually, to, talking about the fact some research or report that was out um, on uh, was research that Net Documents did from the Information Commissioner's Office, pulling together um, quite an extensive period of data to show that the biggest um, data breaches come from inside. Obviously, we've had obviously we've had a lot of um, publicity about firms that have been hacked, but. 60% of breaches come from inside the firm inside that might be deliberate or it might be accidental um and i think that yeah it's interesting your point about i hadn't really thought about that sort of the young i mean we we talk about the younger generation because they're so technologically advanced like they just get it and it's interesting because i'm working with somebody who's young <laughs> makes me sound so old and and even though i've written in the past about junior people don't get trained on legal tech and I do think that's an issue that needs to be I think the colleges are slowly starting to do more of that because being good at snapchat doesn't mean that you're going to be good at tech but they what I've seen is that they are technologically able which is they are quick to pick new stuff up right so it's very familiar as long as it's got a decent you know interface or whatever um so that's so that's something but but I hadn't really thought about you know this idea that um that they wouldn't be used to passwords and stuff like that and i well they're quick to use technology but it seems mm -hmm. to me that they're also quick to to quickly download and use technology yeah. without necessarily contemplating the ramifications and i think that that is a key theme it's interesting that we've as mm -hmm. we close here thought of a really interesting theme to pick up on i'm looking forward to a conversation about this at legal week which is coming up and i know that we're going to talk about this in our next episode almost exclusively so <laughs> caroline i i always enjoy this what a fun first conversation for the beginning of the year thank you so much i'm looking forward to several more episodes this year than last year yes we're going to be so organized lovely chatting to you awesome. great to see you Thanks.